I was um, out and about on Wednesday afternoon. It was um, in the middle of Holy Week busyness, and I didn't have a chance to get out of my habit after Eucharist that morning, so I was out and about in my habit. And following a pastoral visit, I stopped by the Mill Valley Safeway to pick up some more eggs for the Easter egg hunt. Yes, Virginia, even when there's rain, there's an Easter egg hunt. And I picked up some grocery cards for the usual uptick we get in requests for food assistance at the beginning of each month. As I passed by one of the ubiquitous gatherings of high schoolers at the entrance, you know them, right? There was a momentary pause in their chatter as they gazed with bewilderment at this monkish-looking fellow <laughs> passing by, completely out of context in Mill Valley. And as the doors closed behind me, I overheard one student wonder to his friends, maybe he's dressed up for April Fool's. <laughs> A member of this parish remarked later that day, yes, we live in a heathen town. <laughs> but now, you know, it's, it's far too easy to score points about us remembering Holy Week and Good Friday and even Easter to relate to our Jewish brothers and sisters who remembered Passover this weekend and maybe somehow with them count ourselves faithful to do so would make us maybe feel a little bit unusual, perhaps a little bit superior. But truly, we are neither of those things. Because, you see, we are not at all unlike our spiritual ancestors that first Easter morning, so very long ago, whose sorrow and shock at the crucifixion occurred, too, in a business-as-usual context, Crucifixions were the ordinary sacrifices that the Romans demanded to keep the peace in that quarrelsome little province of empire they called Judea. And casting out potential threats to the carefully curated temple apparatus in Jerusalem was the ordinary business of the temple priesthood and their allies. So the first Good Friday was no more extraordinary than any other Friday. Holy Week was no more extraordinary than any other week. They had seen pretend messiahs threaten the status quo before. They would see them again. They knew how to deal with them. But what is unusual is the strange actions of a small band of women approaching a tomb a few days later. At the ecumenical Good Friday service at Peace Lutheran, our, our deacon Annette wondered aloud what precisely drew these first followers of a Galilean rabble-rouser to purchase spices and head out to a tomb that they knew, they knew, was sealed. Mark doesn't tell us. But he does make it clear that their practical side was expecting a door closed. There would be no way to reach the body of their beloved rabbi. That's what they're chattering about on the way. 
clutching their jars of spices in the early morning sun, nervously making their way to a graveyard, while all the rest of the world wakes up from its slumber to get back to business as usual. The ordinary world, the world of business and nonprofits, politics and pundits, militaries, governments, systems, institutions, would rightly deem these women April Fools, perhaps. As you see, the rational and sacrificial systems of the world are quite clear. What's dead is dead, what's accepted is accepted, and what's rejected is rejected. In the world of the measurable and the quantifiable and the predictable, the negotiated reality requires that some are thrown under the bus so that others may thrive. Neighbors, contrary to Jesus' teaching, are only as valuable as they make our lives worth living. And God only makes sense if the divine backs up the sacrificial system of winners and losers. So long, of course, as I am on the winning side, right? But here we are, 2,000 years later on a blessedly wet spring morning, inhabiting a space that still makes no real sense to that sacrificial worldview. Take for a moment the loving labor that decorated this space for Easter services, the gifts that keep this parish open year after year. Long since it has been popular to join religious communities in Marin, the throngs of people every day of the week who drop their children off and pick them up at Old Bell School and barely notice the steeple across the street or the funny man in funny clothes who goes into the office to do something, whatever that something is, between Sundays. Nor do most of them notice, I suppose, the occasional visitor who comes in to quietly light a candle back there in prayer or peek curiously into this strange space that is as unfamiliar today as it is ancient, as new as it is old. We are very much like the women approaching the tomb of Jesus, setting aside, in a foolish way to everyone else, the worldview that dominates our lives. And perhaps for the first time, learning to look at things through the eyes of our hearts, the eyes of faith, the eyes of hope, the eyes of that odd thing that Jesus liked to talk about, the way of seeing that the sacrificial systems of our world cannot see, the eyes of love. We are just like those women. We are more than April Fools. We are Easter Fools. Fools for a message that risks both terrifying and amazing us because it tells us the world that we inhabit much of the time has been usurped, has been undone, has been rolled away unexpectedly like the door to the tomb. Love triumphs over death. Now tell me the last time you heard somebody in the halls of Congress or on Wall Street or on Main Street or during the ordinary daily routine of Old Mill Street say something like that in the way we say it at Easter. Most of the time our commercial world drowns that out 
in the sea of marketing ambition. But that message persists, working so deeply in the fabric of our lives that we scarcely notice it much of the time. Are you an Easter fool? Am I? The question comes back to us year after year, Sunday after Sunday, and if we let it, day after day. If we are Easter fools, we might be seized with a little bit of terror and amazement, just like those women were at the startling sight of the empty tomb. Because like them, if we are Easter fools, we find ourselves beyond everything we thought we knew, beyond everything we thought we understood. Because Easter fools recognize that they have no earthly idea of quite what will happen next. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.